0: Welcome to Side Talks.
1: Side Talks, the movie podcast. I'm trying some new stuff here. One of these is going to stick and be the intro song.
0: I'm waiting for it.
1: So who the heck are you?
0: Uh, my name is Corey Kraft, and who the heck are you?
1: I'm Rachel Morgan, and uh, this is Side Talks. Let's talk about them movies. Let's do it. What's this shit? <laughs> I did a long pause to try to really give you a little shockwave. I
0: let my guard down. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. Shouldn't have. Because
1: you never know. Sometimes I whisper. What's this shit?
0: That's true. Um,
1: just to you know, so it's painful when I don't.
0: You you, you keep it. You yeah. keep it different.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I've left my notes in my notebook. Okay. today. I wrote them all down while I was watching the scene from a film that you're gonna try to just discover what it is off the top of your brain. Uh, But I think I can go for memory. Okay, The the notes weren't long. They were not long. So I'm watching this film. I don't know what percentage of the way through I am, but I get the feeling it's a significant way through. I will Uh say that. And I did have this moment where I'm going, what the hell is happening in this film? There's a lot of stuff that doesn't even feel like a movie, really. It feels like... Some other version of a movie, a future movie if you will mm. and mm. it's a very slam over your head score I can tell you that okay there is a hole in the wall well, maybe that's the wrong way to put it it's an or it's more like an ornate doorway
0: mm-hmm. where light
1: is pouring through there are people everywhere mm. there is a little boy and a man's hand on the little boy's neck and a voiceover that is from the little boy that seems to be like to be like internal thought mm-hmm. And I cannot remember, and I don't have my notes, what he said in the voiceover, but it was you know, something along there taking me to the place or something like that. Hmm. And I I don't want to tell you who one of the the adult men is because I think you're going to get it right away. So hang in there. Do you know what this is yet?
0: Is this a film from the 1980s? No. Okay. It is not. Then no, I don't.
1: Um, Then there's a very strange CGI kind of thing that the best way I can describe it is it makes the footage wavy. Wavy. Wavy, and this light pouring in, almost as if it's like a heat effect. Hmm. It's kind of a look of it. Okay. So then I'm going to, now that you don't know it, and mm-hmm. I'm shocked that you don't know it, I am going to – and I actually don't know it because the name of the film was very generic and was written on <laughs> the piece of paper that I didn't bring. So if you don't know it, we're going to have to
0: – We're going to screw
1: Retractions at a later date or wait for the emails to just come piling in, letting us know what it is. Sure. But it is indeed the man in question is a very fresh-faced, uh, clean-shaven, not necessarily young, but clean-shaven Matthew McConaughey.
0: McConaughey –
1: And he turns to somebody at some point Uh in the scene and says, have a good apocalypse.
0: Have a good apocalypse.
1: And then they walk through a, what looks like some sort of a portal or, you know, other dimension entrance. And that's where I stopped at thinking, if you don't know it by now, you ain't gonna know it at all.
0: And this isn't like Stargate or something. He's not in Stargate. That's like James Spader and Kurt Russell, right?
1: Nope. This is not it, so we're going to have to come back oh, okay. to it.
0: No, 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 no. Okay. Let me, let me well, think this about, this. Let me about this. this might be a good cliffhanger
1: that'll keep people listening.
0: Oh, I mean, but... how could
1: you not make it to our next episodes?
0: So McConaughey, ornate door, light. <laughs> yeah.
1: light, I mean, heat. voiceover. Oh, there's a shootout happening in all this. That's the part shootout. I forgot. Lots of guns, lots of people falling to the ground dying. Didn't seem like a big deal, though.
0: Have a nice apocalypse.
1: Have a nice apocalypse.
0: Jesus! And they I enter
1: into the third dimension.
0: Truly, don't know what this is. Man,
1: we're gonna have to come back with retractions.
0: Oh man! Oh, I mean, I'm probably gonna feel really silly about this.
1: You lose.
0: So, is this a relatively recent movie, or is Seems this like, like it. Is, okay?
1: Actually, I know the year. What's
0: I don't the know year? The
1: title: 2017.
0: 2017 McConaughey.
1: 2017 McConaughey.
0: All right, all right, all right. Uh, science fictiony thing. Portal. Just give it up.
1: You're not getting it. Never.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's this shit? And now fast film terms.
1: Hey, you know what it's time for now.
0: What time is it? Oh, it's fast film terms time.
1: Fast film terms time. So, We're let's go over go some
0: film terms. Yes, one quickly. of which
1: is dynamic range. Hmm, you know what that is?
0: It's a uh, color spectrum?
1: No. I mean, sure. But Uh, in this particular case, we're talking about audio, and it is a range of sounds from soft to loud. So you'll often hear this used as like a measurement of the limits of a microphone. Sure. And other audio equipment as well.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. I'm used to hearing that term in relation to like 4K televisions. A 4K television with high dynamic range is something with a wider array of colors. Let's say
1: dynamic range when it comes to television and monitors for a different day in this particular case i'm referring to audio audio the range of sounds soft loud measurement of a microphone makes sense uh, here's another one. You ready? Yep. This one I feel like you'll get pretty quickly. This one works really well because it is a technical term, but you would also maybe use it in a critical review, which I love those, and that is flash forward.
0: So it's it's uh, akin to a flashback. Yes,
1: yeah, so when we all know what a flashback is, right? Yeah, and you so- you
0: move backwards uh, in, in a timeline of a story to show what happened earlier. A flash forward is moving forward in the timeline of a story to show what happens a little later. Um, some great use of flash forwards in the films of Steven Soderbergh, for instance, like very memorably in Out of Sight, where it uh, intercuts the romantic dinner between Clooney and Jennifer Lopez with them having sex later that night or whatever. And it's, it's really, you know, really good. Or um, more memorably, the very end of the season finale of season three of Lost. Okay. You remember that where, I, where we discover where with that I'm... the flashbacks we've been watching in that episode are actually flash forwards. And Jack Shepard got off the island and Evangeline Lily playing Kate comes out and, and she's like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, getting off that island sure was tough. And he's like, we have to go back. And he's like a drunken wreck and all that spoiler stuff. alert. Well, it's an old TV show, guys. <laughs> all right. Relax. Uh, um, or
1: there's a lot of examples of these probably in that shit show that you love, Minority Report. Um, <laughs> If I were to give an actual definition, though, let's give an official. Okay, you ready for right. this? Yeah. A disruption of the chronological presentation of events in which an event from the future is presented in a film. And that we can thank uh, Dr. Butler at the University of Alabama for. Shout out to
0: Dr. Butler. yay
1: Oh. Anyway, that was Fast Films terms. They were, weren't that fast because you told us the entire plot to Lost.
0: I could go on. For over one million years, Rachel and Corey have talked. And now, they share with you one of the greatest accomplishments of all time, their list of the top 200 films.
1: Oh boy, I love that intro that they gave us for this. Absolutely. Woo! It's like a party every time. All right, here we go. We are working backwards on our top 200 list. Um you know, from the bottom up to the top, and we are—if if, I'm—if I'm right, Corey, we're at 160. That's correct. So I'm going to start out. Let me just give you a little everybody a little warning here. Put your seatbelts on if you're in the car. Uh, you know, this is—we're getting to it now, and my list is becoming very nihilistic, almost to a point where I was like, "Wow, do I need to wellness check myself?" Um, so My 160 is uh, it, not in that exact realm, but just get ready for it. My 160 is a film by, directed by uh, a friend of Sidewalk, mm-hmm. Augustine uh, Frizzell. Oh! Love her. From 2018. And 2017 and 2018 are represented at a great deal on My 8 here. Nice. Um, this is a film called Never Going Back.
0: Yeah. Um, an adaptation of a short film she made that I believe we played at Sidewalk when I was programming shorts. Yep. So, and we played um, Never
1: Going Back too. And it's yeah. a great film about friendship. And I think a really, I can't imagine this film did not influence Booksmart in some way. It it has a similar vibe, a lot grittier, a lot more indie, uh, but definitely, a, and, and different characters for sure. But there's something about this the film that that reminds me of book smart or that book book smart reminded me of it so anyway it's great film
0: yeah good movie um so if your crop of 8 today is nihilistic mine is i don't know basic white boy i'm not sure uh i don't think any of these are going to be hugely surprising to you uh, 160 perhaps least of all because we're going back to the batman well oh boy um and this particular batman picture is from 2008 directed by Christopher Nolan called The Dark Knight.
1: Oh. I like The Dark Knight.
0: Good, you should. It's amazing.
1: It's going you're going to find it on my list too. Hey. So, I have no complaints here. All right. Also a little nihilistic by the way.
0: Yeah, that's true. That one is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So my 159 is coming in from 2018 once again, directed by another friend of sidewalk and somebody I'm, I'm proud to say is a, you know, a good a strong acquaintance, mm-hmm. and that's Robert Green. Director Robert Green. This is in uh, Professor Robert Green. This is Bisbee 17.
0: This movie is incredible.
1: It's an incredible documentary about a uh, – that it, that it's an interesting one because it involves reenactments, but not reenactments in terms of the documentary itself, but a, a town that is coming to terms with their own terrible history. Yeah. And uh, they do reenactments to try to reconcile that history in the town and the divide in the town uh, at a time 100 years earlier in which they – deported a ton of folks um it's a it's a border town um seems like it, i think it borders some, like arizona and mexico yeah i sense? believe so yeah the ex, uh, uh, an old mining town and anyway they you know there are people who, who literally turned their friends in and fr- family members in and caused a lot of rivalry and bad feelings in the town and this film examines that that era of reconciliation efforts of reconciliation a strange film really great film talk too much Love about it. So.
0: Robert Green and I was really proud to play this at, at Sidewalk in yeah. 2018 when we played it.
1: Another alum film, which yeah. you're going to see a lot of those at this part of my list. Hey, no
0: pro- nothing wrong with that. Uh, 159 um, is a recent picture from 2017, not, alas, from a friend of Sidewalk, though I believe he would be if we just, uh, you know got him there, even though you said some really unkind things last week about his film, The Master. Um, I'm talking, of course, about Paul Thomas Anderson and his most recent film, as of this recording anyway, Phantom Thread, which Uh, is a gorgeous, hilarious masterpiece about a pampered uh, genius fashion designer, played by Daniel Day-Lewis, and the woman who finally, um, well... I don't want to give anything away, but uh, cuts him down to size a little bit um, in a really – interesting and hilarious and unexpected way
1: a very um, fucked up film i
0: love it so I, much
1: i'm not denying my love of it i'm simply saying this is a very fucked up film
0: my favorite film of 2017 i think that that's probably unsurprising
1: speaking of nihilism <laughs> um okay well my 158 is coming in from a little bit of a gear uh, shift here from 1976 freaky friday hey starring a young but somehow shockingly mature jodie foster
0: uh, same year she was in Taxi Driver. So
1: <laughs> Ooh, I wonder what happened to her.
0: Yeah, yeah. It seems like she's pretty well adjusted, you know, hanging out now. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen that since I was a little baby.
1: Love it. Was yeah. a childhood favorite and, nice. and do absolutely love it to this day.
0: Uh, My 158 is a film that's already shown up on your list. It's from 2013. It's directed by Spike Jones. It's called Her yeah, with Joaquin great. Phoenix. Great Amazing film. Amazing movie
1: great film uh cinematography in that is amazing yep okay i'm coming in at 157 with one that i guarantee you nobody who's listening to this podcast has seen or at least very few people as a matter of fact if you have seen it please email me uh that is no slight to this film that is coming in strong at 157 on my list from 2017 uh director jersey rose's neighborhood food drive
0: i've seen this film (laughs) it's
1: (laughs) nihilistic as folks
0: shocked that this is on your your (laughs) list but uh, you know what Respect because this movie rules and it is way underseen, but it was one of those little gems, those little nasty comic gems. Oh, it's
1: mean as hell, you
0: Um, that, that I really adored. Um, and man, I, you know, thank you for bringing that up because that is a, a terrific film, movie,
1: it's a great film.
0: Uh, one fifty-seven for me. Um, from two thousand five, Terrence Malick's story of the arrival of European settlers in Virginia and the Pocahontas myth. It's the New World uh, with Colin Farrell and Christian Bale. You talk about gorgeous cinematography. Who? Terrence Malick. Terrence
1: Malick. What? Um,
0: we'll we'll hear from Mr. Malick a little later in this list as well.
1: We we are fully aware, Corey. We're fully aware. (laughs) Um, My 156 is not that much of a sidestep from Neighborhood Food Drive, and that is 2017's Lemon.
0: Oh, (laughs) talk about nasty. Boy, you weren't kidding with the nihilism.
1: I mean, it runs deep over here.
0: This is just a list of movies where (laughs) terrible people are humiliated. I mean, that's the great thing about Lemon, though, right? Like. Brett Gelman plays this just irredeemably lame dude and it just like knocks him down over and over again. It's hilarious.
1: If you can make it through this section of my favorite films list, uh, (laughs) I will send you something in the mail. I'm not really sure what. And we'll also do a wellness check. Um, Anyway, go ahead. My apologies.
0: One fifty six for me. uh, Classic spaghetti Western. This is what I mean when I say this part of the list is like basic white dude stuff. It's Sergio Leone's The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, a oh, formative film. Uh, western for me as a youngster, probably the first Leone movie that I saw, but it rewired my brain.
1: Fun film to teach, too. Yeah, Some oh, really I great scenes to break apart I and bet. take a look at. Okay, well, my, my 155, another Sidewalk alum from 2013 director Hannah Fidel's uh, and starring sidewalk alum and friend Lindsay Burge, a teacher.
0: Yeah, a teacher, which has just been adapted into a an episodic thing, yeah. right? Did yeah. um,
1: Hannah's working on that, and and you know, congratulations to her for that. Uh, I'm you know not my thing, but sure. I, I am a fan of the film. I'm also part of the reason I'm a fan of the film is I am a fan of for some reason watching people make bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. That's and what a
0: teacher is about.
1: Freaking thing rackets it down. I mean, it's like. No, I mean you know it's the equivalent of that "don't go up the stairs" moment yeah. of just like quit touching that high school boy. Anyway, yep.
0: Lindsay Burge. Lindsay uh, Burge is great.
1: Lindsay Burge bringing it, bringing that teenage boy lust. Um, <laughs> what, Lindsay? Anyway, <laughs> what's what, what's your next one? <laughs>
0: uh, One fifty-five for me is a classic pre-code. Uh, Romantic comedy from director Ernst Lubitsch uh, called Trouble in Paradise Mm -hmm. um, with uh, Kay Francis and um, oh, two other actors whose names I can't recall off the top of my head. But this is um, a tremendously charming, um, just hilarious, delightful uh, film from, I believe, 1932 um, that it's a bit hard to track down. Uh, there's an out of print, I think, Criterion DVD. But if you can track it down, um, it's it's just a delight.
1: Nice. Well, my 154 is the deep dive into history and all that that entails, and that is a film from 2013 directed by Matt Wolf called Teenage.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Which taps into a lot of things that are very particular to me, but it explores the origins of the word teenage, the fact that that word has not existed that long, and it is has a lot of archival footage, but also a lot of recreative footage that is very difficult to differentiate. I would all argue a lot of it impossible to differentiate from the actual archival. Yeah. And it is a gorgeous study, not for everyone, but definitely for me.
0: That's a movie that I reference a lot in my teaching when I talk about Um, just the very concept of being a teenager, not, um, not all that old of a, of a concept. It's a fairly recent development.
1: Well, you you know, know. until you're, until you are making a contribution to capitalism, you don't really count. That's true. So that's where we, that's the sort of origins there, right? Yeah. Even though Matt Wolf would say, well, you're being very reductive, I'm sure. Uh, but great film. And yeah, I think. I don't think Matt Wolf
0: would say you were being reductive. I think you would be too (laughs) polite to say that, but.
1: Nice guy. Um, but, yeah, that one that one checks a lot of boxes for me personally and and, and one that I think not a ton of people have seen but should, although, it, again, not for everybody.
0: It's a cool movie. He's a really good director. He's a Great really director. good documentarian. His film uh, Recorder, The Marion Stokes Project, which we played at Sidewalk a couple yep. of years ago, really good stuff. Uh, My 154 is Wong kar In the Mood for Love, one of the most uh, beautiful and delicate and um, – nice. uh, aching sort of romantic dramas ever made and if you haven't seen it there is a new restoration um out now from janice films and criterion which is uh not only available to rent but to purchase in this wonderful new wong Kar y box set that uh, criterion just released that i can't afford yet but one of these days
1: save up well, my 153 landing it here on four five three six five. Oh, the, better known as the Zip Code movie, directed by Charlie Sanders' fr- friends Bill and Turner Ross, uh, also known as the Ross Brothers. The
0: only one of their movies I've never seen.
1: Oh, great film. Yeah. Part a little bit difficult to find, I do believe, because they've got some. They had some soundtrack kind of stuff happening right. uh, from 2009, though, and it is a really interesting. Fast observational film that just looks at a day in the life of the, of small town America, and it's another one that just for me is like, damn, you got my number, and yeah. the number is four five three six five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you are listening to this and you're curious where you've heard the names Bill and Turner Ross recently, they directed Bloody Nose Empty Pockets last year, which is an amazing movie too. Yeah. Um, And we'll close it out with my number 153. This is one you're really going to hate because I think we've already argued about it. It's David Fincher's The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. (laughs) (laughs) That's as enthusiastic an air horn sound as you could make for The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. The
1: Curious Case of Bullshit. (laughs)
0: Oh, uh, one of my favorite movies. All right. Uh, and that is this episode segment of our top 200. We'll be back. Our mini series, um, Yeah, the mini series within the series. Uh, well, you know, I really don't know how to explain that.
1: I don't either. But, you know, I, I want to point out that uh, despite where you landed on your list there, for anybody who's listening, uh, this is kind of an interesting – we've, we've kind of hit a stride with this thing. And I would say pick a handful of films out of this if you haven't seen them. I, interesting stuff at, at the least, right?
0: Yeah, start with the Dark Knight if you haven't seen <laughs> the Dark Knight.
1: Uh, I don't know; it's getting it's 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 getting real. But yeah, email us what you have, haven't seen, what you think, what's in your top two hundred, especially at this weird little point in the in the list. Well, thanks for listening to Psy Talks. We are your own personal cinematic Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed.
0: Adrian! <laughs> Yo! I bought a membership to Mar-a-Lago or whatever you just did. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the Ooh. that's the scuttlebutt anyway. Sylvester Stallone, Trump supporter. But hmm. I think we knew that.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm not surprised. I'm
0: no, not no surprised. how could you? Like, oh, no, but Sylvester Stallone, the guy who plays fucking Rambo, is a Republican.
1: Oh, Shocked! It's like, well, great independent filmmaker, but, you know, maybe not the best political alignment. Anyway, uh, not a political podcast, but you know how we do. So thanks to Beltwell Studios.
0: Check us out on social media, at Sidewalk Film on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or just go to SidewalkFest.com for cinema showtimes. We might be playing a rocket movie or something. I don't know.
1: Oh, look forward to future podcasts where we talk like that the whole time.
0: I'm going to be talking like this for the rest of the time. It's just how I talk. I mean, it's just my normal voice.
1: Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.